left-handed pitchers of all time. Uh, he played for several teams in the major leagues. It's David Wells joining us on the Image Printing Hotline. David, how are you this morning? I'm doing good. How are you guys? We are uh, doing terrific, even better now. Uh, getting to talk to you, uh, it's a great honor uh, to get to talk to you, one of the guys we watched growing up uh, and uh, watching play baseball and uh, just an honor to get to talk to you, and um, and glad you're here in town and playing in the BMW Pro Am. Well, you know it's 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 nice to be back. Try to defend a title. Uh, you know, last year I got lucky. You know, on the last hole of the day, got a hole in one to beat Ozzy Smith, the Wizard. So that was uh, that was pretty exciting. But uh, to get here and play some golf, and you know, to uh, you know, just help charities out as much as we can. You know that's it's always it's always a good thing with me because I have my own foundation and, and charity event. So you try to help those who uh, need it most. Well, well, David, you you talk about your golf game. Is is that something that you were you a, a big time golfer during your playing days, or has your your game picked up uh, since your retirement? Is it something you kind of do all, all the time now? Because obviously you've gotten pretty good at it. Well, I played a lot in spring training. I, I didn't played very much during the season um you know i was more of a, a go out guy have some fun check out the world and sleep in until about 11 o'clock but uh you know since i retired you know i love the game of golf it's so frustrating because you know you're you play good for a few months and all of a sudden you're 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 back at the drawing board and you know for something that ball doesn't move it's pretty frustrating and and to me but you just keep going because it's such a great game. Uh, let's talk a little bit, uh, David, about your uh, baseball career, a very storied career. Uh, you won two World Series. You were on that really great uh, 1992 team in Toronto that won the, won the World Series. Um, uh, you pitched the perfect game. Let's talk a little bit about that that perfect game. I know you get the questions about that all the time, but uh, you know it's just uh, such a rare occurrence in the sport. Um, just, just walk us through uh, that perfect game a little bit. Well, I mean, you know, it all starts the night before where I, you know, like a big dummy, went to Saturday Night Live and then decided to go to the after party and knowing that I had a 1 o'clock game the next day. And, you know, I didn't get home till about 5.30 in the morning, so it was kind of a little later than that. And it was just like, oh, boy, I'm in trouble. If I don't uh, – when I got to the ballpark, it was – I was a little fuzzy, <laughs> a little um, – you know, discombobulated, but you go out there knowing that you have to do something because uh, you're going to get fined or suspended. And just going out there, I had the worst bullpen of my life, and I was like, I was starting to uh, feel the pressure a little bit. But, you know, once the first pitch of the game, throwing about 95 down the middle, I'm like, where was that in the bullpen? And things just escalated. And, you know, you just get in a groove. And once you get in a groove, you know, you, you just bear down. You don't think of anything except for looking for the, uh, you know, Jorge Posada's catcher's mitt and go to your spots and, and, and hope for the best. And, and that's, uh, you know, those eight other guys out there did the great job for me. And, you know, I did my part as well with 11 strikeouts. But, you know, it's just one of those things. It's, it's not uh, – it's never expected. So many guys have, have uh, come very, very close and failed. I think you look at Mike Messina. Uh, had one out, or actually two strikes, on Carl Everett and gave up the hit. So it's those things are not easy, but like I said, not expected either. 
Well, David, that's that's one of my favorite baseball stories I've ever heard is is the story of you going out the night before and then coming out and, and throwing that perfect game. One of the other favorite baseball stories I can remember was the uh, when you went out there with Babe Ruth's hat. Now, now I believe you were told not to wear it, and then you wore it anyway. First of all, do you still have the hat, and, and can you tell us a little bit about how all that played out that day? No, I don't have the hat anymore, but, uh, you know, in 97 97- – you know, a friend of mine, he was, uh, he was, you know, in a memorabilia business and I bought a lot of stuff from this guy cause I just, I really enjoyed, you know, collecting, you know, history, uh, of the game of baseball. That's, you know, it's the only sport I know that's, you know, been very, very good to me. The other sports I haven't, <laughs> I mean, I've tried them all, but you know, I bought the hat and, you know, I was, kind of talking around with the guys I'm aware of. Joe Torrey got wind of it and says, you're not wearing a hat. I go, we'll see about that. And sure enough, we'll see about that happened. And, you know, I went out there, we're playing Cleveland and went out there and, and Joe saw the hat on me. He wasn't very happy. So after that inning, I got out of the inning one, two, I don't know if it was one, two, three, but you know, unscathed. And then he told me to take it off. He goes, he goes, that's, I asked him why, and he's like, it's not part of their uniform. So it has an NY, but it was a smaller NY. It was a pretty cool hat. And then he uh, he made me take it off, and I don't think I got out of the third inning. So I got jinxed on it as well. And he fined me $2,500 after the game. So that wasn't I wasn't very happy with that. But, you know, I was Joe and I didn't really see eye to eye on things. So whatever he told me not to do, I did. <laughs> Uh, we have a, a listener that wants to know, uh, do you remember who the host of Saturday Night Live was that night, who the musical guest was? Um, that's a great question. No, and I, I want to say maybe Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, I think. I'm not sure, but that was uh, – that, that's a great question because I have no <laughs> recollection. <laughs> uh, did did you ever try to duplicate that when going to, to try to throw another perfect game? Did you stay out late all night and try to pitch the next day like that? You know what's funny is it, it all started in in Oakland. David Cohn and I, because David Cohn came off that aneurysm and he pitched and he had a no hitter through seven innings and Joe Torrey pulled him. And but the night before when we got into Oakland, we stayed downtown and. They said, when the sun goes down, do not go outside. It's that part of Oakland. So we just went to the bar and kind of tied one on. He went out there, and and he pitched, and I was in the dugout just dying. I had I was so hungover. And and then he's like, I was on the bus after, after the game, and I saw a limo out by the bus. I'm like, what the heck's going on? And all of a sudden, Cody gets on the bus. Boomer, let's go. I said, no, dude, I'm, I'm a little hungover. I got a pitch tomorrow. And he goes, remember last night? I said, yep. All right. I got in a limo. Went out. And then the next night, I, I threw. I think I threw a, a shutout against Dave Stewart against Oakland. And that's kind of how things escalated. So I went out a lot before I pitched. But not to the point where I was, you know, like the perfect game. I, I never got to that point. Didn't want to. It wasn't. It's tough pitching on a hangover. It really is. It's not fun. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine. It's tough doing a radio show with a hangover, so I can only imagine going out there and, uh, and pitching at Yankee Stadium or something. Uh, <laughs> Thank God I got my eight hours of sleep last night. Hopefully I, I do well today. 
Uh, speaking of uh, of going out, do you have a favorite teammate uh, that you enjoyed the nightlife with? You, you know, you played on several different teams with great players, and I assume uh, lots of great guys. But uh, do you have somebody that was maybe one of your favorite guys to hang out with? Well, David Cohn and I really, you know, we struck a, uh, struck a great friendship over the years. And, you know, it started back in 92 when we uh, acquired him from, I think, Kansas City. And um, so that friendship kind of went on and we went out all the time. But, you know, no matter where you're at, like, you know, with the Yankees, it was a whole lot of us went out a lot. Jeff Nelson, Graham Lloyd, you know, Shane Spencer was there, Chili Davis. David Cohen and I, but you know, every, all the teams that you go on, you 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 find somebody who's fits your personality, your perspective, and you know, you just do things. Just it's tough to sit in a hotel room every night when you're on the road, so you kind of got to go check out the nightlife, and you know, that's just the way it was in, in baseball. You know, I, I can't speak for other sports, but you know, I know basketball. I've gone out a lot of times with some basketball players, and into the nightlife. So it's it's just something where you just don't want to be in a hotel room. It's the same old story. But, you know, it's for some, not for others. And I was just a thrill-seeking kind of guy. So I was out a lot. Well, if uh, if things uh, don't go well today on the golf course and you need a, um, if you need to go out tonight, you just call me and um, I'll show you the hot spots <laughs> and, uh, and we'll do it. And then you'll be, you'll be good to go tomorrow. <laughs> That's, that is true. I, I need to qualify, so... But you know what? It's 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 uh, as you get older. I just turned fifty nine, and uh, let me tell you something. Those hangovers last like a week now. So it's, <laughs> you, you try you try to avoid the the uh, the all night drinking and and, and partying. It's, it's nice to have a pop here or there, but uh, to get to that stage, like I said, playing golf hungover is not fun, especially when you're trying to set up for a putt and you start spinning. No, that's not good. <laughs> That's why I'll break loose. You you spent a majority of your career in the American League, um, but you did some time in the National League. And uh, did you like hitting, or would you rather? Did you like staying more in the American League, where you could have the DH? You know, I got so used to the American League, and then when I did go to uh, the National League, but we had the interleague before, and and I just we would start taking batting practice and. You know, prior to that, the only time I hit was like in softball leagues that I was in in the off season, or you know, like that in high school. They DH'd me in high school, which I got really mad because I wanted, yeah, as a little playing little league and all that. I was a great hitter. I can always hit. I, I love to hit. I hit with power. But then when you don't get to hit a whole lot, then when I got to the uh, American League, we never hit at all. So I didn't not like hitting. When I got to the National League. I, I would always find a way to jam myself, and my thumb would hurt, you know, and it just my hand would hurt. I said, "Piss on! I'm just going to go after the first pitch, and if I if I hit it great, I get a hit great. If I don't, no big deal. I'd rather I just wanted to pitch. That's all I wanted to do. But I hated hitting. You toward the end of your career, though, you did something not a lot of folks can say, can say they did. Now you got multiple hits off of Greg Maddox in one game. But, that's right. I went two for three with a double, knocked him out. I think the third inning. So. You know, probably one of the greatest pitchers that ever played the game, and and you go two for three of them. That's my bragging rights against uh, against uh, Greg. And you know, I let him know from time to time that it was, you know, an honor going two for three. It should have been three for three, but uh, I got robbed. So that that's something that uh, that's a good bragging rights. But 
you know, he's in the Hall of Fame. The BMW so Pro-Am. The BMW Pro-Am going on starting today. Uh, David, who's going to be the stiffest competition? Is it Ozzy again? Is there somebody else on the um, on the program that you're that you're looking towards? Well, you know, here's the funny thing. The game is weird. Last year, I won low handicap. I'm in a high handicap now. That's how much my game has changed a little bit. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of good players out there. It just matter how good your pro is going to be to to carry your butt. And you know, last year I carried my pro a little bit on some on some holes. But uh, you know, they play their own game because they're they're playing for you know for for their win and all that stuff. But you know, we get to key off of them. But you know, Sterling Sharp is playing very well. He's he's an unbelievable player. Um, you know, I don't have to worry about Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> 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 now does does so Larry ugly, but, does Larry wear sleeves on the golf court? Because I don't think I've ever seen him with sleeves on a shirt. No, man, he's he's exempt from whatever he wants to wear. He gets to wear whatever, and he gets his, you know, he wears his uh, toe mater uh, <laughs> shirt from time to time with no sleeves on it. But it's it's classic. We just came from from his event over in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, and, and you know, Dad's just such a wonderful guy, and. And just hams it up. He's funny as can be, and you know what you see on TV is that's his personality. He's a great guy. And let me tell you, his game has come a long way. But I still know that I could beat him at any given time. David, we appreciate you joining us. Good luck to you today. If you struggle, call me. We'll hit Delaney's tonight, and uh, we'll get you going for tomorrow. But uh, good luck to you, and I uh, hope you win this thing again. And hope we get to talk to you again soon. I appreciate that. If I do, if I do take a little bit, we might have to go drink. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you, David. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. That's David Wells, one of the great left-handed pitchers of all time. No question.